Hi, this is Patty, and thank you for listening to this previously recorded episode of GalaxyCon Live. We'd also like to invite you to check out our other shows, Rock Around the Ring, featuring music and wrestling guests, and GalaxyCon Talks Comics, all of which are available now on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are available. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we'll be visiting the perilous future with five members of the 100 cast. And now, without further ado, let's read out our guests. First, she is an actress, host, and dancer whose body of work includes The Tomorrow People, Supernatural, and Narcoleap. Together today, she joins us to talk about life as Harper McIntyre. Please welcome Chelsea Reist. Hey, hey! Hi, everyone. What up, GalaxyCon? Trust me, if uh, they're making noise where they're at. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Oh, so good to have you. I hope everything is well in your part of the world. That's fantastic. Yes. I mean, as as best it can be. I was just saying there, sorry, um, hello to everyone who's at home. (laughs) It's probably midnight for some of you. It's 4 a.m. for some of you. I really appreciate uh, you coming in. Oh, we appreciate you. And you are helping out a good cause today. Could you tell us, our audience, about the Trevor Project? Yes, absolutely. I can. I can't also claim all of that because Tasia Tellis has also come in to join me in donating her proceeds. And I'm just so touched that she did that. That was, we didn't even talk about it. It was a total surprise. But the Trevor Project, for those of you who know me, I've often spoken about um, my mental health issues, my depression in the past, my uh, thoughts on suicide as a younger as a younger teen, and this it's a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Also being part of the LGBTQ community and supporting that is very important to me. And the Trevor Project really brings the two together. So it's, um, yeah, it helps with suicide prevention and crisis intervention. They're available 24-7. You can text, which I think is super cool. You can go online and chat or you can phone call in. So I'll be donating my proceeds there. And tr- truly, the thanks goes to you, fans, who have signed up. Thank you so much. This is something really dear to my heart, and I, I couldn't have done it without you. So we're doing it together, and I'll let you know what we raise, and then we'll send it off. Absolutely outstanding. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thank you again for supporting this wonderful cause. Uh, it's certainly one that, that's uh, dear to me in my world as well. So yeah, thank you again. I'm thank so you happy again. for that. And whilst I'm happy for him, I'm happy to bring out our next guest. He is an actor whose credits include Black Sails, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and The Walking Dead. Today he joins us to talk about his turn as King Roan of the Ice Nation. Please welcome Zach McGowan. Woo-hoo! What's up? What's up, everyone? How's it going? Oh, good. How are you doing here, little uh, nature paradise there? Oh, it's not so nature. It's just a tree. It's, oh. all, it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> uh, how are you doing in your part of the world, sir? Uh, you know, as best as can be here in LA, things are good. Uh, life is life is okay. We're a bit shut down, but that means I can be here with uh, with all of you. Good to see you, Patty. What's up, Chelsea? How's it going? Ah, so glad to have you here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage, as we call it. And next, she is an actress whose roles include iZombie, Prison Break, and Supernatural. Today, she joins us to discuss the character of Echo. Please welcome Tasia Tellez. <laughs> Hi guys. Hello. How are you, Patty? I am well. How are you? And thank you as well for good, uh, helping out in the cause today. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's such a joy to be able to do that. So thank you to everybody who is participating and you know the videos because it's just a great thing to do to um, you know donate money to to these charities when we get the opportunity. So. I was so touched that you did that just to speak to you about that because I posted it and then you reposted it. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so kind of you to repost that. Thank you. And then immediately you're like, and I'm doing this. Wait a second. That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> I'm going to call you. Uh, uh, so, so, 
freaking incredible. You're doing great things. You're giving back. Thank you. Oh, and next, he is an actor and director whose credits include Dave Makes Man, Into the Badlands, and Peaky Blinders. Today, he joins us to talk about his time as Lieutenant Miles Shaw. Please welcome Jordan Bolger. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, guy? Good. How are you doing in your corner of the world, sir? I'm good. I mean, I'm in LA, so the weather is pretty perfect every day, so you can't complain at work. You know, using quarantine to work on new things. I'm good. I'm good. That's beer. Oh, right on. Absolutely. So glad to have you here. And finally, she is an actress whose credits include Burden of Truth and Night Hunter. Today, she joins us to talk about the sinister role of Josephine Lightborn. Please welcome our final guest, Sarah Thompson. Hello. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm back with the family. Everything's good. Absolutely outstanding. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you all for joining us here today. Welcome to the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Uh, as always, uh, we miss having you on our stages in front of your fans and in front of our audiences. And we look forward to the day when the world unspools itself and gets a little bit back to normal. But in the meantime, we're here. And while our, our audience is chatting away and putting in great questions for us, I would love to hear you individually how each of you got involved with the 100. And I think this probably starts with you, Chelsea, since you were you were kind of there from well, day one. I got uh, down and I begged for a job. I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 as an actor, I know that. I know how to do that. Okay, yeah. yeah. God, how did I get involved? I mean, technically, it always comes down to an audition and a callback and then booking. And the, just quickly, because a lot of you probably know the story, but I was about to take my M MCAT to enter medical school because I'd given up on acting not working. And the day I was about to write my MCAT, I got the audition for the 100. And the MCAT, you can only write once a year. And I was like, shit, what do I do? Do I audition and continue this, what I meant to do, or or try a new path that really intrigues me? I did, canceled the MCAT and I went to the audition. I showed up, the role was for 17 year olds. At the time I was like 23 and I was like, fuck, I made such a bad decision. But then I booked it. So I'm not a doctor. <laughs> what? but I, I found something that changed my life and brought these wonderful people into my life and as you were saying can't wait till the borders open again because this job has also allowed me to travel places which is so important to me and yeah the rest is history indeed indeed Zach I believe you came on board next yeah maybe maybe not I don't know I uh, I got onto the hundred I'd just been uh, finished up shooting on black sales in South Africa and I was in, at Comic-Con uh, San Diego, and I had been friends with Bob uh, for a little while, and me and him were hanging out at, um, I think it was a Warner Brothers party, because we were going there because he had to go there, I believe, and Mike Tyson was there, and uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Tyson, because I grew up in, uh, you know, the, the 90s and 80s, and he was... You know, Iron Mike. And so Mike Tyson was there and I really wanted to meet him because he was there. I was like, oh, I got to go up to Mike. So I went up to Mike and it turned out Mike was actually a fan of Shameless. He didn't know Black Sales, but he knew Shameless. So we were chatting and Bob was right next, like was right next to me and he didn't say anything. And he mistook Bob for like a, he was like, who's this fanboy? And I was like, no, it's my buddy Bob. I'm actually here because he's got a show on Warner Brothers. Like, and then I, and then and then we were like like kind of playing around and Jason was there, Jason Rothenberg, and I was telling Mike Tyson about 
black sales and how it was done. And then he, and then Jason was there in the conversation. I didn't know Jason at the time. And he was like, wait, are you done on black sales? And I was like, yes. And he was like, are you available right now on TV? And I was like, I actually am. And then Jason was like, I'm casting a role that's like so perfect for you. Would you come be on the show? And I was like, on, on Bob's show? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, of course. What do I do? And he was like, the first thing you do is beat the shit out of Bob. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah, and then, yeah, that's basically how I ended up on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, hey, Mike, Mike Tyson is a good luck charm. All right. Yeah. That's that's a great story. story. I think Jason thought I was really cool because I was talking to Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, there you go. And that proves once again, you never know who you're going to bump into at any of these parties in the entertainment business. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're gonna kick over a domino that's gonna lead you somewhere. It's like <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank. You. That's a that was a great one. Uh, Tayas, I believe you were next. Well, my story also involves Mike Tyson. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're, we're finding out a lot here today. He was my reader and my life coach, and I said, "Mike, how do I get on the hundred? And he was like, "Well, it's funny. I just helped Zach with this," and I was like, "Perfect." <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for Echo and she just liked to have this little kind of spicy sassiness to her. And in the scene, I remember the scene was the scene where oddly I beat up Bellamy, you know, <laughs> I, I, had to spit on, I had to spit on Bob. And so that was my audition scene. In, and then, you know, when it came time to film it. I remember being like, um, do I like, should I actually spit on you like through the cages? And, and he was like, yeah, go for it. I don't really care. And I was like, okay. But then by the end of the day, I had to like spit so many times from all the different angles they were shooting it. So like I had like no like saliva left. So I they were giving me cups of water and I was just like throat like spitting water at him. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> First scene. And the rest is history. <laughs> and then COVID started. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys were patient zeros. Oh my goodness, uh, Jordan. I think you were next. With me, I was in the UK. I kind of I remember the hundred when I was younger when I first started school. I remember watching that first season and loving it. But then I'm not really a big TV watcher. Full stop. But yeah, just had this uh, tape sent over. Apparently, the guys wanted me to tape for it, and I actually spoke to one of the writers, Charmaine. I don't know if you guys know Charmaine as well. Yeah, and she'd said that she'd sort of written this character with me in mind. So I read it and just fell in love with him. I just fell in love with all just just who he was. Did a tape and then like a month, a month or two, no, about a month later, I got a call saying, yeah, he needs to be in Vancouver in two weeks' time. Wow. <laughs> and that was it, you know? So yeah, it was a bit of a, it came out of nowhere, but it was a beautiful ride. Wow. It was a beautiful ride. <laughs> How incredible to have a character written with you in mind. Yeah. It, it was mad to speak to Charmaine as well. I think like oh, wow. before and then as she was writing. Yeah. It was a nice one. It was a blessing. Blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a great character. My uh, my lady friend at the time, you were actually one of her favorites. So oh, yes. yes, you were. <laughs> she was like, shut up. My my other boyfriend's on. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, boss. So, Sarah, then uh, you came. Uh, you came on board. Is and, and oh boy, what uh, what a what a villain! I came on board as an oh boy. Yeah, I was actually filming a movie with Richard Harmon at the time, and 
My name in that movie was Beth. And the code name, I guess, for Josephine for the auditions was also Beth. I guess they were looking for this character and I don't know, Richard Richard found out that they were looking for the character, what the character was like. And he comes up to me and he's like, I think this character would be perfect for you. Little did I know she was a sociopath. <laughs> but I did it and it was pretty quick. Like within, you know, a, a day, I think I was getting sent for network approval, which was wow. very cool. I, I, it came out of nowhere. It was wild. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, a follow-up with you, Zach. You came back after your character was concluded in a uh, hallucinatory scene. What was it like getting that call? Are you available to come in for a day? It was actually funny. Uh, I had been up in Vancouver shooting another show like like a week before and had actually been like out to dinner with uh, with Tasia and like was like saying like I was doing that. And then I came back to LA and I just got a call from Jason, like, dude, I need you to come up to Vancouver. Are you available? Like tomorrow? It was like, it was like in like a day or something. And I was like, back to LA. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, I'll come up of course. And then I got up there and all of a sudden I was opposite Tass again. And we were like, yeah, playing the thing, and the, the armor still fit me, and I was like, "Oh, look. <laughs> that's nice, nice, nice." The wardrobe still had it. Yeah, yeah of course. Is that when you came back and you guys did the fountain scene? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you were didn't he die in a fountain? Weren't you in a fountain? I was in a fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a fountain. It was really, it was really just like yeah, it was actual fountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like all this. Mm. Speaking of filming and stuff, what was uh, your favorite scene, uh, or favorite, I should say, favorite favorite memory uh, on the set? One of my uh, my favorite moments, and I think it's like indicative of like TV in general. We were shooting. It was actually uh, forget the exact episode number, but we were we were in the uh, in Abby's laboratory, and the spaceship was over there, and. At, like what, what happened was someone I can't remember. There was a lot of people in that room, but the, the, uh, somebody uh, w was sick, and we couldn't shoot the dialogue for that scene um, that we were shooting. And basically, because they had everyone there for the day already, they had me and Eliza, and they needed us to shoot a scene from the next episode that they hadn't sent us yet. Mm. Um, and they sent us, and they basically like were like, "Will you guys do it?" And we were like, "I mean." whatever, let's do it. And they brought us in uh, the the sides while we were kind of doing some makeup and hair changes and stuff that needed to happen for it. And me and Eliza kind of ran it. And it was a really great scene. It was the scene where we ended up like, we're up over the, uh, over them. Well, we've just put the, we've just put the dude in the microwave. It's the way I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone's worried about all the crazy stuff we've done. And uh, it, it's like me telling her that she's a great leader and stuff. And, uh, it just ended up being this really great scene and it kind of happened like out of nowhere and with like no prep and it, and it just like, it was like one of the best scenes. Like it's on my, like, you know, like you, you take something from every project and you put it on your reel. And like, that's like the scene that's on my reel from the hundred uh, is, is that scene between me and her up there. And it just, I, I love that scene. Any other takers? I think I know mine. And it was actually probably when it was that short last scene, the, the ending for sure. And we were just kind of, we were just running through like the forest in Vancouver somewhere. It was yeah. wet, but it was horrible. But it was just, everyone was there and just 
knowing that like I was I was leaving after that, it was that wasn't so nice. But getting to spend it with everyone and the people that I got to know over this time, I just I'll remember it just to have good conversations with everyone over those like two days. Um, that was a wild scene. That was yeah, awesome. all these things we couldn't see with flames. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was a good night. It was a very good night. You had a good death, man. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. So. Pretty. Yeah, that was my best class for sure. Out of curiosity, was your death scene the final scene you filmed of that episode, or did you have to do like pick a for it? No, I think it was the final scene because okay. I was uh, actually I was working in Orlando, so it was trying to get me over to Vancouver and get it done in a certain amount of time. So it was done really quick, which was. The way it had to be for filming, but in terms of like spending time with everyone and you know yeah. getting finished with enough time, you know we had to rush it a bit. No, it was good. It was good. Right on. I like I like the scenes that that we did where we got to do the sword fighting. That was fun. Just mostly was, because like we had so much fun practicing in the park and <laughs> etc. Like, but like you taught me so much about how to use a sword or like any stunt stuff. I find really fun and exciting. I love that moment with you. Because like you were like, you were so worried that you weren't going to be like a good sword fighter. And yeah. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you be an awesome sword fighter? Like, <laughs> why would I? <laughs> you haven't done it before. Does it mean you can't be awesome at it? Like, you were know. like, so, so strong because you were so well. You are generally, but like you had been sword fighting on black sails for so yeah. long, and so like. Just like to hold the sword against his when he smacked, like I was always like, ah, you know? like, I'd be like, come on, come on, Taz. You were, you were gangster. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are gangster. You are gangster. Uh, Sarah Chelsea, any any favorite memories to on the set? I just really like. I also like stunt stuff. It's very fun. I've always been a dancer, so just learning choreography and combining my two worlds is amazing for me. And just the stuff that that stunt stunt people can do, I'm just I I can't I can't understand it. I'm just like I wish that was my job. <laughs> it's so cool. But there's one scene where my memories, I'm we're getting rid of all my memories and our two brains are colliding and all the books are falling and everything's just going crazy. And I just remember getting there and being like wow like this is the movie magic it just very it felt very much like i was witnessing everything i thought was so cool as a kid in film and in, in television and i felt like i was just watching the movie magic happen it was really uh, cool. yeah awesome. thank you uh, it's i'm hesitant to answer because i often go to this certain one of where i got drilled in the butt but <laughs> for both <laughs> I guess the other one on my on my top of my head is when um, for bone marrow guys, God, when it was the final goodbye and Harper and Monty had aged out and we were leaving um, a video message to our future son saying please take care and it it, it basically like for, for an actor it felt as if I it was a culmination of all the emotions everything I'd ever felt during five seasons I was about to portray to my future this kid and I was really putting it out and, and Dean White, one of our producers just said, just, just let it be. And so I just dropped it, whatever, and just let it come out. I just remember him saying, just let it be. And then it came out so simple. And then after the old cut, 
I was bawling and everyone said was bawling. It was just a really, uh, this is a really depressing answer. It was a really powerful moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember that scene very well. So, uh, thank you so very much. I got the word from our uh, producers that we've got some audience questions. So I'll ask them to roll the first one for us. And this comes from T and they want to know what would your characters take if they could only have one item on a deserted island? Zach, you know what we would take. We would take our swords. No. We would take, <laughs> we take our panda mask. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have, we, that's the bottom. It always bottom. shows up out of nowhere. You gotta like take your background on with you because you get your war face on. Yeah. Or our swords. Harper <laughs> would take Monty, hands down. But he could leave his green goo. I would actually take Raven because I'd be like, you know how to do everything. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking Raven. We'll have to argue. I would have to say, I mean, she would take Gabriel, right? She, she was so Ooh. in love with him. I don't know. But about also, like, a couple books or whatever. Yeah, okay, because the question is item, not item. That's what I was going to say. All right. Oh. Listen, sometimes okay. you treated Monty like an item. I was gonna say sword because when you open in coconuts, you want a sword to open the coconuts on the desert island. You could tie, tie it to a stick and it's a spear. You could get the food, you know, you get the fish. I mean, you know, and you can yeah. make it all together. So, like, if he has a sword, should I bring mine? You no, you bring the face paint. And then we right, 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 okay, okay. Ah. You're not together on this island. You're alone on the island. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, then I'll bring my sword. Oh, where? I'm, we're learning a lot here today. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. That was a great one to start us off with. What's next? And from Chloe, if you could play another character, who would you choose? Hmm. We always get this. Yeah. I always think I'm going to change my answer because we get it often. I would like to be King Rowan. I'd like to be just yeah. held down by Tassia in that fountain. <laughs> I didn't hold him down in the fountain. Oh, yeah. Who held him in the fountain? Yeah, <laughs> Nadia. Really. Nadia did. Oh, I'd like to be Nadia character. <laughs> Many of the characters held me down at certain different times. To be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to be Nadia in general, actually, once we're on the Nadia topic. I would be Monty so I could cuddle up with y'all. Oh. Ah. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. I always say Murphy. Stick to it. I've said that many times. Oh, you normally when I get the question, I say that only because like he, he's kind of my favorite. So yeah, yeah. 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 I'd want to be a child in my world. I'd also want to come back like a, it'd be such a crazy world to play as a as a young actress. Yeah. 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 Cool answer, Maddie. Yeah, I'm like I've never thought of that. <laughs> um, I guess I didn't answer, so I owe one since everyone did. You know, there was like, I actually don't remember his name, but there was this like old dude who was on the council. He was for one of the crews, but I, he would be across. He never had any lines, but he was mad. He had the beard. Mad interesting. I'm just going to say that to be interesting. I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> but I would always look at it, I was like, dude, that guy, I always would, like wish they wrote him like some monologue because I was like, that dude is mad interesting. Yeah. You know. Right on. All right. That works. Chloe, thank you. That was a fun one. And this one comes from Sophia. If they could bring their character from the 100 to any other show, which one would they fit in? I think Echo would be dope in Peaky Blinders. I think she'd be like a super spy. 
Like she would like kill it. Get all the outfits. What do you think of that, Jordan? Yeah, Jordan. I can see it. I'm against it. I'm not against it. That's a solid maybe, Tass. <laughs> I would bring Josephine to something like super dramatic and catty, like Gossip Girl or you. Just something like no one can out Blair Waldorf, Blair Waldorf, but I think Josephine could take a run at it. You know what I mean? I think I'd say Harper at like the height of her six pack, which doesn't exist, thank you, COVID. Like American Ninja Warrior or like MSP, one of those like shows. That is brilliant. Fighting your way through it like that hard. And then your computer falls. Yeah, it would be like a physical reality show. I'd want to throw Shaw in like a like a high school musical or something really cheesy, just so that he could be so confused at what's going on. Why, why is everyone singing? Why is everyone so happy? I love that answer. Me too. Like, <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing about like Rowan. I was going to be like, Rowan would be hilarious in like some sort of like show like The Office or something like that. <laughs> you know, he would like, oh my God, I love it. Like, he'd misunderstand like, you know, all of a sudden he'd be like, get, like ready to kill, but it was like just over like some water cooler issue. And- <laughs> <laughs> about the ice nation no no I ice for my for my yeah. <laughs> awesome for my money i think any of your characters could have uh, fit into doctor who quite easily yeah yeah and some of you could have even had been companion characters that would have been fun but sophia thank you great question what do we have next Ramisha, what similarities do you have with your character I'm also in love with Christopher Larkin. <laughs> that is true. Uh, he's on the move. Well, I'm on the move because my my I on just like my character, I am technologically not all that advanced. I'm better with a knife than a computer. But I just saw that it said low battery, so I'm just preemptively going to get some sure, sort. Of- <laughs> that I can plug it into. How much do you want Betty keeps the sunglasses on? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not allowed on this. Those are my children. <laughs> as we take a as we take a tour of Zach's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome. You're in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, all right, he's getting set up. Uh, anybody else think they have a similar raise they might have had to their character? I mean. I feel like I'm resourceful. I'm loyal. Like my dad was kind of like one of those, like Tim the Toolman Taylor types. He was always just kind of inventing solutions for things in the house. And my mom would come home and be like, what is going on? <laughs> so like I get this kind of like, you know, creative, like, yeah, I, I could probably figure this out kind of thing. Like but Echo is also very resourceful, but she's just not stupid, stupid home, home, you know, renovations. <laughs> But she's more into like saving lives and that whole deal. I was going to say, there's not, um, I don't know, like, I feel like Rowan and I are are, are very similar in a lot of ways. Maybe 
Yeah, like in most ways, there's like a lot of similarities. Like, I mean, he was pretty honor bound and and like was kind of like meant what he said and said what he meant kind of person. That's what I try to do, at least. Right on. I feel like Joe had again related in a lot of ways, but he probably just took a lot of my positive traits. <laughs> like I kind of like Joe, but I'm sure <laughs> he's better than me. Nah, he he thought about what you're saying, and I think I'm someone who thinks I think a lot. I assess everything. I would say that Josephine loved very, loves very hard, will do anything for love. I, I think I'm very similar to that. And I can be a little sarcastic here and there, a little sassy sass. <laughs> but the first one, yeah, I love a lot. So does she. It's, we love. You mean like that? We're lovers. We're lovers. <laughs> what can I tell you? We're both lovers. Asia, <laughs> thank you. That was a great one. Uh, Jude, let's roll another one. And this comes from Claire. And uh, what do you like the most about your costumes? Ooh. My leather jacket. I just feel like I can do anything in my, I can run through like a fence, like a roll around in mud. I just wouldn't care. It's just ready for everything. Yeah. I love that you didn't say hop a fence, you said run through a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can run right through fences. <laughs> I don't know. There's this all like, of, sense all of the costumes are nice because you. it's terrible weather, right? And you can, uh, the costumes are made for that. You can trudge yeah. through the mud and the wetness because everything's waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, I I mean, I think, I don't know if this is the right one, but I think my favorite costume was that armor for the Conclave that I wore. Yeah. It was just really awesome. And I, I loved it because, like you were saying, I mean, it was actually, like, protective. I felt like I could actually, like, go into, I wouldn't necessarily want to go into that type of battle with it. Maybe some metal on it would be better. But it was very protective and it was awesome. So a lot of that. Cool. I felt strong with my gun. <laughs> yeah, that hard. She was leading a troop of men. Fuck it. That was like she was like, fuck yeah. I, I like that. I felt strong with that. Until yeah, you're it's freezing cold outside, as you said, and your trigger finger freezes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah. Claire, thank you. That was a great one. And Jude, let's go ahead and roll another one. Patty, you're good at that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, it's my, my PBS style sliding in. You know, if you enjoy these fine programming, yeah. <laughs> and this comes from Isabella. And what's, the, what's your funniest or most memorable experience with a fan? I have several, but I feel like many of the memorable ones are quite um, intimate that I don't really want. I don't feel like it's fair to repeat. I guess I could just leave it at people who identify with the themes in the hundred. Sure. Uh, and who've shared their private stories regarding that has, has been very impactful and very memorable for me. I feel like our show really pushed that vulnerability and the fans were able to do so and chose to, which I love, to do so as well when we meet them in person. And yeah, I've heard some stories, how they relate that I don't think I'll ever forget. 
Awesome. Also dance-offs at the fan con, stuff like that. Dance-off, I did dance floor was a fun one. <laughs> oh, so you like to do dance office at conventions, huh? Hmm. I'm just going to make a little note of that for a few <laughs> records. Zach, do you remember when we were at Dragon Con and we were like in, I don't know, the elevator or something like that. And someone was like, oh my God, like my wife loves the show. And then like we went to the hotel room to like surprise her, but she was like on the toilet and she was like, <laughs> like baby. She's like, I'm just surprised for you. And she's like, I don't come in here. <laughs> and me and Zach and Richard like all walked in and she was like, oh my God. She was not in That was a good one. I mean, but like in her, like she, she came out. She was really shocked. But then we ended up like we ended up like, having some drinks and then and they turned out to be just across the hallway from me because in DragonCon everyone stays in this giant hotel and it's it's absolutely madness. For me, actually, we were in Paris and me you and Eliza were having dinner. Oh yeah. The owner of that so we're at like the best restaurant in where were we? Toulouse. We're in like the like the highest rated restaurant there. And we're having like the most amazing dinner. Like it's French. I mean, so you're you're having like the best dinner ever. And the owner of the restaurant comes up and she recognizes us from the hundred. And like just I mean, by the time we left, like it was like four o'clock in the morning. We'd been she'd closed the restaurant down and like we were just like having a dance party and drinking um Armagnac, Armagnac from our birth year, from our birth months. Yeah, bottles from the cellar, and like it was, it was, it was special. Amazing. It was very special. I can't believe you know those stories. Those are great stories. They were first, and then and like there and like Eliza was sitting right kind of the first person, and she was kind of like looking over Eliza to Zach, and and Zach is like, like, you might know, you might be excited to see that right next to you is yeah. the lead of the show, Eliza. And she was like, hi. And the girl was like, ah! You may know Echo. Like, <laughs> like what? So, yeah, she, she freaked out. We ended up like, I mean, it was basically like her, the manager, and like and a bunch of yeah, the chef. We just like partied all night and ate yeah. the most amazing food that yeah. ever got. Yeah. Expensive. French liquor that was fantastic. Wow. Wow. The hangover is pretty sweet. But. <laughs> hangover in France. Uh, nothing finer. Pretty rock star of you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I hate to challenge anyone to try to top that, but if anybody else was to throw one, throw yeah, one. Four, you got about pants, huh? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I still gotta give the edge to the toilet story. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Those are really good stories. I think mine would be on my last job. It was my first studio feature. I was real nervous. Like just being there, it's, it was just weird, weird to be finally doing that kind of thing. And there was this one of the girls that was working on the catering team. Every day that she served me, I just felt like she didn't want to like look at me or talk to me. And I was like, oh. I, I didn't know what the vibe was. Then over a few days, her mom actually works there. And came and spoke to me and said that she was like a huge fan of the hundred, but she didn't know that I was doing this job. So then every day I got to speak to her and get to know her a bit over three months. And she just just a real beautiful soul. But I also got to see every day like 
how much the show meant to her and it had been there for her and it just had a more understanding for fan culture. I think before that point, I didn't really get it. I've never been like a TV head. I've never been into watching too much. But just from that one experience, I yeah, just gained a lot of respect and understanding as well. Her name was Maisie. I don't know if she's in here, but I remember you, Maisie. Much love. <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. That's nice. That's nice. Sarah, you got one? Um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely agree with Chelsea. It's just hearing how people can relate to you or why they watch the show and just being able to help them out with their career, just give them advice. That's super special. But I think the one of my funniest was my I brought my mom to a convention and she I swear by the end of it had more fans than I did. <laughs> Everyone just loved her. I don't blame them. She is one of the best humans on the planet. Please, please tell me she was at your table introducing her. This is my very talented daughter. I wish you like that's exactly what happened. She was sitting at the table next to me, and then we went the next day. She was running around like she loves the show, so yeah, she was in heaven. So that was that was pretty funny. She was a second agent. I still get messages about my mom. Like everyone's like, "Help, Belle." True thing. (laughs) I meant to say hi. Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Awesome, Isabella. Thank you. That was a great question for us. Let's see. We roll another one. This one comes from Liz. What was the funniest blooper any of you have had while filming a scene? And I'll expand that, that I'll say it could be from any facet of your career if you've got a really good one. I'm just loving the reactions from Zach and Tass. I need to know what they're Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a story here. <laughs> that, I, that I hope can be repeated. Well, you your hand. We have this trig all the time. So, ching, ching. Yeah, it's. I mean, like my, I mean, the one I'm thinking of is when we're on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I've gotten, they, the way that we had to film, they were on a, they were on a technocrane and we, it was like all this like horse army behind us. It was like a lot, it was like a lot going on in the shot. So we really had to be like on, on our dialogue. Cause like it, it ended like this giant shot and like the way it worked, like I got my line out, like kind of like over my shoulder this way, kind of in like profile. And then the camera would come around and it would just be on like a monologue of toss. <laughs> and she's on a horse for like the first time, like like the second time in her life. Like, yeah. you know. Easy. And, and I would just like, I would say like, you know, I had like one line would be like, you know, like stop. And I'd like turn to her and like, that's all I had to kind of get yeah. her. I turned <laughs> every time and you'd look at me and I just would be like onomatopoeia and I would just and then like my horse would like start walking like sideways and then like start like farting and like kicking his legs and I was just like I didn't know what to do I was like there's too much going on and, and then like after the first couple times Zach I would like look at Zach to give my very serious line and he would just be sitting there like with this kind of smirk on his face just waiting for me to fuck up I was screw up or whatever and I would just, and it would just like make it even harder to deliver my line, and I would just be like, "Stop doing that!" <laughs> As my horse would like back me out of my own shot, it was like, "Cool." And then, well, then the West is like, so she finally like nails it, like she nails it. So I'm like, it's like take, it's only like take three, by the way. Like, and she like, and it's like a long piece, and so it's like not that big of a deal. And she nails it, and then 
the actual guy who's been hired to like ride the horses and make keep the horses like like ready like his horse starts like trying to buck him off in the middle of her line and it's just like you know now we gotta go again because the horse guy and the horse is like that was the same day, day that the bear like was like with eliza and yeah that was a big day that was a crazy day yeah, a bear walked in shot that was yeah so that was a lot, a lot of animal wrangling that day. Wow, Toss, I know how seriously you take your character and your and your work. Like I see your breakdowns in your script on set. So right here, that you're in the middle of that, and you say the horse was farting. I can't. Like, took a giant dump. Like, <laughs> I just make sure you're trying so hard to keep it together. <laughs> yeah, I said they not farting. <laughs> But Marie used to freestyle her trick too, but she was so much better at it than me. Like I didn't know what to even say. I was like, "Buck a buck a boo, da da da." Like I was just saying like random like sounds. I was like, didn't know what to do. But very determined looking. I was like, I mean that. <laughs> I had to go through all that with all these horse sounds. And <laughs> you were there that day. It was the day that we, you were pinned on the top of the cliff, mm -hmm. and you were shooting oh, down into the valley. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. with uh, laundry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was I think all of all of my biggest bloopers were that tend to, to go around the trig. The trig yeah. is not easy. And anyone who who wants to like know what that experience is like, like just like take a language you don't speak, like anyone listening out there, like a language you don't speak, like go get a play in that language and take a big monologue and try to perform it. And just it's not easy. But also with a made up language that you've never even heard. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's great. Yep. Wow. So who can beat horse farting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we've all had bloopers. I don't Yeah, and again, it doesn't have to necessarily be the hundred. Anything anything in your career that might come or on stage or if you got something that comes to mind. I recently just finished um an all female led zombie western film Ooh. And I, had to, I had to ride a horse as well and i have zero experience in the horse and my co-star is like i grew up riding horses and i'm like screw you <laughs> and horses out of the blue get massive erections well what <laughs> and so like every take like, we're gonna have to vfx that out so that was that was <laughs> <laughs> well, the horse was working with an all-female cast. <laughs> I just remember that. Yeah, I do have one from the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my job. I think on one day, it was a stunt. I was being dragged in after I'd been like beaten uh, by McCreary. And they throw me into a table. And they said, you need to get stunned, guys. And I was let's do it. And when we did it, somehow I just went too far and cracked my head on this gla glass vase that was on the table. And I've got it on video as well. But it was so loud. And when I came up, you know when you're passing out and you can see like the light leaving from the outside, it's just closing. But I could see Lindsay. So I thought, let me just keep walking towards her. And I've got that take on video. And I'm, I'm fully unconscious. As I'm walking, I'm losing consciousness. But we made it through. And I just hope they use I've, I've never seen it back in the show, but I don't know if they used that take. I hope they did, because I had concussion. Wow. <laughs> it better be worth it. Wow. Can you just yeah. all of us after this panel? That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the sound is ridiculous. ridiculous. Wow. 
amazing. <laughs> Sarah, you got one that comes to mind? I mean, some, yeah. I was doing the same movie with Richard and we became very close friends and we, we hung out a lot and we had this scene. I was playing his girlfriend in the movie and I was getting really angry with him because I was trying to study and he was like, he was telling me we didn't have to study and this and that and to focus on something else. And I believe my line was not all, and he played Roger and I, and my line was not all of us are second generation Einstein's Roger, like, you know, really upset. And I'm, you know, whatever take, third take, whatever, we're going and it's it's on me and I'm like really in it. I'm like, this is my best scene. Like, yeah, let's go. And I'm not all of us are second generation Einstein's Richard. And I've, and like it everyone's silent. Like I meant it. Like everyone was like, I was like, oh no. And I just stopped. I like looked around and nobody said anything. And I it was just Richard was like, oh, you guys. Did you mean that? Do you hate me? Oh. <laughs> that would have to be the funniest because I I I'm dying to see that. We're all dying to see that. Uh as, as am I. yeah, that that's gonna be so, so. Liz, thank you. That was great. Been since. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Cool. Liz, thank you. That was a great question. We have time for one more, so I'll ask our producers to pull out a really good one out of the pool. And this comes from Christy. As we are coming to the end of the series, how do you feel about the evolution of your character? I feel like mine could have evolved longer. Same. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll let, leave this to you, Tess. <laughs> uh, I mean, Echo's gone through so many, she's she's gone through so many different stages of, you know, like when we met her, she was like in basically like underwear in a cage. And and then she became this Asgative warrior spy. And then she became like, you know, one of the pals of the whole gang. And but I, like, so it's been really interesting to see her, you know, sh shape shift over the course of the seasons. And I think it's been really fun and interesting. And yeah. it's definitely a show that challenges, I think, all of us. So it's always fun to try and tackle what they give us. Fair. Absolutely. Anybody else? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I guess uh, some of you were on, went on being on for a while, but uh, you left your mark. There's no question of that. I feel like for Harper, twofold, like as Chelsea, I love to die on camera. <laughs> like, we were just saying earlier that Jordan had such a great death. Like there's something like I would have loved some kind of raw kind of death. That being said, that happens so often on the hundred, and Harper was given one of those epic, rare chances to choose love over life, and it was a, it was a very romantic ending. And I think the casting that they did for our son was incredible for Jordan. I, yeah, I I think it was a very romantic ending, and therefore I'm okay with it, even though I didn't get to bleed to death. <laughs> Anyone else? How about you, uh, oh, mighty Ice King? Uh, Evolution-wise, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much he evolved over the time he was there in the sense, I mean, he, he you know, he did in, in that he went from, like, being banished to being, like, a prince, you know, being let back in a prince to a king and all that. But, like, I think he was still the same guy the whole time. Like, that was just, like, a like a, like, for instance, like, in life, you know, like, sometimes, like, I was like once a bartender and now I'm an actor. Like, I don't think like, different because of those titles. Like, 
being a father changed me as like a person a bit like so that I don't know I think I think you know like I, I liked the the character he was and I'm glad he didn't evolve too far away from that I guess maybe there's one part of his evolution that I didn't quite like about it just before like when they had kind of made the decision where I was going to be gone like he he like once he he once called he like he once used like a derogatory term like to like address someone in the like it was actually right after we had the the microwave scenario. And I was like, oh, so like he's a bully. Uh -huh. Okay, cool. Um, so like, I guess I would say I didn't feel good about that part. I would say Josephine is a really interesting evolution because she kind of jumps around. She starts really intense and then she softens yeah. up. And then, you know, it's not all one person. So she's in different bodies and that changes you. And then she... Yeah. You know, and she she fakes a lot of stuff, and she has really soft. And then you you see her before she becomes this hardened human, and you you know, it's I th I think it's very interesting. I think she tries. She, you see her try to do the right thing, and at the end of the day, she couldn't. And I think it's just a really interesting path. It's not necessarily an upward trajectory or either or. It's, it's it's a cool one for sure. I loved how interesting it was, how intricate it was. I think for sure he kind of just for me he came in, he served the purpose, and he left. You know, he was still he was the person he was when he came in. He was doing good. Mm -hmm. It was the same goals. He wanted to be an explorer, and he he died an explorer's death, for lack of a better term. He died doing what he wanted to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. he didn't want to die, but he died doing the duty and the job that he had, he had longed for. So yeah. So it felt like he just he served his purpose and did what he was going to do. You know, um, so I'm, I'm happy with the story. Very happy. Absolutely, absolutely. Christy, thank you for that question. And I have been happy with all of you, GalaxyCon viewers. This has been the cast of the 100 panelists. Any final words for our audience before we go? Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Watch your hands. <laughs> Yeah, those were great questions. Once again, thank you for staying up with us. I'm sure it's very late for some of you. And thank you to you guys, Zach, Tass, Jordan, Sarah, Patty. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Thank you all so much. It's been my pleasure to serve you. And like I said, I look forward to the day where we can get you in front of the GalaxyCon stages, in front of your fans, in front of our audiences. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands.